Hi everyone, welcome to STEPS audio channel. We are very excited to share our content from STEPS events to learn all about the latest trends in startups, digital media, fintech, future tech, and wellness in emerging markets. You can find us on Enagami, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to your favorite channel and we hope you enjoy the content. My name is Kerry Finch and I am the founding partner at a communications consultancy called Future Factor. Uh, we're based in Amsterdam, London and Los Angeles and globally we help our clients to shape and sustain a leadership position <coughs> and we focus very much on the creative businesses, on the <coughs> tech innovators and on conscious brands who know that doing good is good for business. That's me. I also shop and that's what we're talking about today. So, but I have experts. All I do, all I know about shopping is that I do it. Uh, but we have experts who know why we're doing it and what the future is. And I'm joined by experts in the fields of branding, uh, data, research, and content. And we have Tanya uh, uh, Pomoreva. Um, and Tanya is the creative director at um, Boomerang Agency in Amsterdam. And... Uh, she works with clients like Heineken, H&M, uh, Amazon Prime and the like, and Beyond Meat. And uh, Rebecca Stringer is with us, and she's based in London, and she is the research director at Kids Know Best, and they focus on Gen Z and younger in terms of their shopping habits and, you know, what they do in the world. So a big round of applause, please, for our speakers. <laughs> And whistles and air fist pumps in the air. It's all good. All of it, we are welcoming. So firstly, over to you, Rebecca, if I can start with you. Who yeah. are Gen Z and Gen Alpha? Yeah. What are the defining characteristics uh, of, of these generations? Yeah, okay. So, I mean, you do have the standard demographic differences. So, obviously, you've got Gen Alpha, which is under 11s, and then Gen Z, which is 11 to roughly like 25, 27. Um, but one thing that I find as a really nice generalization to look at, especially with kind of Gen Alpha, is that they were born into a world that was highly like automated. Yep. You've got the ability to actually um, really have autonomous decisions over what you want as a, as a seven-year-old. You can talk to an Alexa, you can talk to a system that doesn't mean your mum or dad or whoever you're with has to kind of control it. Um, so really early on, they're making their own decisions. Um, they're choosing the content they want to watch. They're listening to the music they want to listen to. Um, so it's a really kind of like defining moment for them. Whereas obviously Gen Z, um, we had a lot more you know, interaction with our parents. At one point, the later Gen Zs were obviously borrowing their parents' phones to be able to like engage with content. Um, so they're still hyper-connected, but yeah, the, the kind of young Gen Alphas have got so much like kind of autonomy over what they're, they're doing already. It's really fascinating. And what kind of platforms are they, are they interacting with? So, I mean, I don't think it's going to surprise anyone when I say YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. It's an obvious. I've heard of all three. <laughs> yes, good. Um, but what we don't like to do at Kids Know Best is kind of put them in separate pots now. Okay. It used to be like a social media pot, a uh, services on demand pot, and then um, a kind of gaming pot. But that really is not the case anymore. They're social platforms so where you've got kind of seamless um, kind of transfer of engagement from a Netflix show to then like 
engaging with the brand and characters on Roblox, so then talking about it on WhatsApp and TikTok and following your like favorite um, kind of content producers, they all kind of flow into one now. So yeah. it's definitely not like individual pots. Okay. And from your perspective, Tanya, uh, what are brands needing to do differently to, to really effectively engage with this consumer? Because of course you're working with big global brands like Heineken, like H&M, Amazon yeah. Prime and so forth. What do brands need to do differently? How are they interacting? Yeah. So first of all, these kids are really smart, um, which is also not news to you. And they watch a lot of content and they see everything through. So we cannot engage them with advertising anymore. Um, it's easier to find them, so we know where they are, we know what to look for, but it's very difficult to connect. So it's the only generation that um, needs special attention uh, from the brands. And what brands need to do is to keep it real and to resonate with younger generation on a very deep emotional level. And uh, this is the foundation of... Uh, of what we're going to speak about today. So keeping it real, and what about transparency? How important is that for brands? Yes, so one of the differences between Gen Z and Gen Alpha that Gen Zs, they like experiment, so they're looking for... Gen Zs and experiment. Oh, they like experiment. They like to experiment. I thought you meant the whole generation was an experiment. <laughs> Just an experiment. This is it is, it is, it is, it is as well, it is. Um, so they're looking for content that will engage them and will give them opportunity to to ideate, to be creative. And with Gen Alpha, they're still looking within. So they're okay. looking for the content that will help them to discover themselves. Right. And, and these are the big two differences. And that's what brands need to give them. They need to give them opportunity. That's quite some. an interesting difference. Um, Rebecca, why, why is there such a distinct dif difference between the generations? What happened? Well, I was going to add a point to that. I think, like... When we're talking about transparency, I don't think across like any generation, it, there's a lot of like core fundamental difference between like how much you want a company or brand to be transparent with you. Like I yeah. don't want anyone to lie to me the same way as you wouldn't, the same way as a seven-year-old. I wouldn't. love it. I don't care. <laughs> but it's this accessibility. So as you're saying, like the Gen Alpha, they have access to immediate information, yeah. and so they immediately and it's expected know because that's yeah. all they know. And they immediately know, and they can tell when they're being, you know, something's unfaithful or untrue or or not authentic. I think there's this word at the moment that people throw around a lot is authenticity. And it's hard for brands yeah. to create yeah. authenticity yeah. Um, in those spaces. So yeah. it's definitely about this like immediate access yeah. to this information. And that means that there is no gap between putting something out, planning what you do next, and then being authentic. It has to be authentic yeah. immediately for those gen alphas. Yeah. Okay. And how are brands getting it wrong? What, I mean, we must, there must be millions of examples out there on how brands are just actually disengaging with these generations. Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah. Um, so one of the biggest problems that we have now is that brands keep asking for brand films and they right. expect us to uh, put them on TV. And we keep telling them, you cannot make films and put them on TV anymore. Like, you're not going to reach your audience. So we are thinking about how can we create snappy, interactive pieces of content and put them on all different platforms, including TikTok, including Instagram Reels, um, and, and YouTube bumpers, and really engage them within the first three, six seconds. So instead of 30-second movie, we're now making lot of small different pieces that will really create fast, immediate engagement and will bring something to uh, consumers immediately. 
Okay, and Rebecca, any, any thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's what we were briefly talking about last night, actually. I think it's really easy for brands to go, everyone's on TikTok, I must go on TikTok. Like, no, that is not the answer. Observe, look at your platforms, look at the platforms that exist and understand that like mutual beneficial kind of exchange of information. It's, you've got, if you're going on a platform like Roblox or TikTok or Instagram, how is your brand making that platform better for the audience? How is it actually benefiting the users? It can't just be a, I need, I need eyeballs, I'm going to go there because that's where content doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. They don't believe in brands anymore. So they believe in people and they're looking for what we used to call influencers, but they're not influencers anymore. So this is really interesting to me. So, so Gen Z, Gen Alpha, they don't believe in brands. What, and they believe in people yeah. and they don't believe necessarily in influencers. Strong statement. <laughs> Strong I don't statement, even know yes. what to do with that. So t- t- break that down for us a bit more. Yes. Uh, so what I mean by believing people. So looking for people who resonate with brand and who yep. use brand and, and they look at the content around those products. And, and then they see this product in action, like let's say Beyond Meat. Um, the, the whole platform of Beyond Meat is to show how people go beyond, like what do they do except of uh, eating vegetarian products. Um, so it's not about the product, it's about how do you, exactly. live, how do you live your life beyond. Yes, okay. and looking at those stories, like how, people, how athletes overcame the challenges and how vegetarian meat helped them to live more sustainably, um, the new generation is buying it. They, they see the story, they feel how they can resonate, and then they, they're more attracted to brand, so they become loyal to brand. Um, and if we would just tell a story about the brand and put it as a 30-second film on YouTube, no one will ever watch it. No one it. cares. No, no one will care, because <clears throat> this type of format doesn't resonate anymore with them. Mm. Thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I'm very aware that that was like a big statement to kind of put out there. And I completely agree with everything you've said. And I think one way, like letting that statement sit, one way that kids know best kind of tackle that, because it's something that like, you know, we, we could sit here and say that we do this all the time, but we're not, you know, we don't actually know everything that's out there. And, and the way that we tackle this is working with children and young people when we're actually designing stuff. So it's all about kind of so child participation. Uh, designing a new app and designing a new product, even a brand, let's start like right, strip it back, your startup, you're designing your brand values. Connect with the audience, talk to them, bring them in. I mean, it, people kind of shy away from it, especially like under 16. So people forget to act, or people forget, or, or brands forget, don't recognise that they can actually yeah. talk to the target market Absolutely. and just from the hear, hear yeah. straight from the from yeah. the children yeah. or yeah. the teenagers. Empower them. Empower to them to tell to tell yeah. you more. Yeah, and it's a it's you know it's it scary. So basic. Yeah, but also it could be quite scary because it's like you know going out and kind of engaging with young people, especially under sixteen. You know, there's ethics, there's consent. But it is possible, and it's so. It, it, one, it saves money because it saves you making mistakes and yep. making silly like decisions. Um, but it also brings in that like essence of what they really want and what they understand yep. and how they navigate and live their life. It brings it into the brand straight away. So, it's so like how ethos. have you both seen? effective change when a, a, a brand actually engages and properly researches and talks to the young, these younger generations? How have you seen a brand succeed? Can you give some concrete examples of that? 
Uh, yes, I, <laughs> you well, <can> that. <laughs> there are several brands that we work them that do it well, and we only do it well because we have the whole department of TikTokers, TikTok creators that actually know the content and watch content every day, and then yeah. they create similar content. So we do it for all our brands. We do it for Amazon. We do it for Beyond Meat. We do it for H and M. We do it for Heineken. Yeah. Um, one of the brands that we all love that uh, I feel they do it really well is Nike. Um, they're tapping into culture and they're never selling shoes. They're just uh, showing experiences and cool dance moves and, yeah. and how people interact. And yeah. it's, in, it's about inspiration. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, sports companies are really good at that at the moment. Like Adidas, again, is a really great uh, brand that's succeeding in like a feminist uh, space as well. And it's just understanding kind of what the tone and the language should be. I think from our perspective, like on a toy company way, like we have a lot of companies that come to us that have amazing content um, from like Viacom and Hasbro and they're doing really well, but it doesn't transfer to actually like consumer products and like beyond that content and actually understanding what like a key trigger or like an emotive trigger is for young people to watch the content. It's... You, I'm surprised that brands don't know what that trigger is and don't understand what their like emotive catch is, and it's just digging deep and understanding what really like clicks in people to watch and, and engage with content. It's like the secret to then what you should yeah. do in you know marketing or yeah. you know consumer products, advertising and stuff like yeah. that. Is any platform off limits? Is anywhere off limits? You know, we've talked about TikTok, we've talked about, you know, uh, Instagram and so forth. YouTube, I've heard of it. Um, <laughs> is anywhere off limits? There's a new platform, Discord, for example. Um, the new platform is called? Discord. Discord, yeah. Yes, and it's all about building the communities. Um, Recently, brands all asking about the campaign in Metaverse, which is not new. So every brand now wants to launch an NFT and then drop it in a very smart way. In the Metaverse, yeah. yeah. In the best possible way. So, uh, but we keep telling brands, this is just the platforms. So like Instagram, it's just a platform. So you still need to have an idea what mm-hmm. you're going to do and you still need to think how to engage consumers there. Because if you're just going to drop a product like say a vegetarian burger in the metaverse, it probably will just get unnoticed, right? So mm. not people are going to pass by, then then will never interact with it. Yeah, I, I worry sometimes because you have like a you can look back on history and look at the cycle of new platforms that come up. You know, like YouTube, it was all user generated content and it was fresh and amazing. And then brands loaded onto it, then it got regulated, and you know it's obviously still popular. But it, it's lost that kind of like fresh new yeah. buzz happened then to Instagram. And then you look at TikTok and brands are all over TikTok. And now Roblox, like it's Roblox for us is an, an incredible space. And, it, and you've seen brands on there already, interesting luxury brands that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily put on a kid's space, but it obviously does really well. And it's... Like who, for example? Balenciaga, Gucci, they're all on there. So Balenciaga and Gucci uh, are interested in 11 and plus, 11-year-olds <laughs> well, and under. I mean... Catch them is, early, people. Someone talk to their strategy <laughs> person, because I think like, it's, it's, it's really interesting, because when we look at kind of like brand loyalty, yeah. sadly, like, get them while they're young. It yeah, appears no, to be, it appears to be what the strategy is. And like, for me, I obviously learn and study children's yeah. behaviour. I don't want them to ruin Roblox and go all on it and you constantly... But if, if it's a beneficial experience for the children and the users, I mean, there's obviously people that are over 11 that are on Roblox as well. It's, it's just how, how are they benefiting from it and keeping that at the forefront of their mind. I mean, it does create 
more brand loyalty. Well, let's, so. let's just stick with Gen Alpha. So that's 11 years old and under just for the moment. How much autonomy do they have in decision-making for shopping right now? How, are, how, how does that work? Yeah, they're the most influential shoppers. Mm. So they're looking up to Gen Zs. That's the older generation. They're trying to be as cool as they are. They- and... and uh, how are they spending? How, how are they influencing the family spend? So I'll just jump yeah, in. and I, we, we have this uh, data brain at Kids Know Best called Nougat where we kind of jump in and do deep dives and it's constantly kind of generating different information. We were looking at influence the other day and we, and, and I'm just going to kind of focus on the US and the UK, um, we saw that 60% of parents said that their children influenced their purchase decisions. Mm-hmm. When we dug a bit deeper, it wasn't just kind of food and clothing, which you kind of imagine to be quite, yeah. um, quite obvious there. It was actually family holidays, family cars, like the car industry. Yeah. Um, I've been speaking to Honda recently and, you know, like automated cars. There are children, albeit not in the driver's seat, but they still experience that journey. They still exist within and the And of products. course, parents want, uh, you know, think about safety they think about car seats Mm. uh, they think about how uh, the space for x number of children can you carry the baby seats etc so it all influences the buying they also have an opinion so it's not you know it's not just the parent thinking i need to make sure my child's safe it's like the child actually has an opinion is from the back seat yeah is it an electric car for example it's quite an easy thing for a child to think about so yeah definitely a back seat it's it's fascinating um we also did the same research for beyond me and apparently uh, kids at that age they ask parents if it's a vegetarian meat mm. or if it's a normal meat and I think it's a very interesting thinking that no one told them what meat should be so they somehow got this information that it could be anything it could be made from plants and the kids of course do have you know their own thought processes my, my nephew became a vegetarian age age seven for yeah. example because he chose to do that not because the yeah. family you know was dictating yeah. that so yeah children do have their own opinion of Absolutely, course yeah and pet, we see this, especially with food. Parents have said that they go like two days a week now vegetarian because their child came home from school and said that that's what they want to do. So it's now like a whole family thing. It's a real like ripple effect. Um, countries that you see, like Scandinavian countries in particular, you see it the most because they have this like circle of influence yeah. where you've got parents, you've got the internet, you've got online information, you've got yeah. schooling, and then you've got this like social construct as well where it's really like visible amongst the society and like social society yeah. um, you really see it like flourish there as well yeah. same for fashion like in the Scandinavian region it's not trendy to buy new clothes anymore mm. so Gen Alpha they really want to buy second hand but really good quality second hand so they secondhand. influence the circular economy basically exactly Absolutely. and they are really driving a circular economy in our region And uh, but they also still do want to have good products good quality but they don't believe in going to the shopping mall. Like, even the concept of shopping mall is completely... Um, yeah, it, it, it doesn't exist for them. They don't understand why would they need to go to a place if they can just press the button, it will be delivered next day. And same with clothes. Like, why would I need to buy new if I'm going to wear it anyway? So it's not going to be new tomorrow. So why would I need to buy new? Let's talk about gaming at the moment. How, how influential is, is game playing uh, in terms of, of shopping? Uh, how, how does that influence uh, Gen Z as well as Gen Alpha? 
Um, well, also from, from our um, perspective, especially looking at kind of Gen Alpha, massively. You've kind of got two ways. Obviously, in-game purchases. Um, we've seen a huge increase, and I don't think that increase can be solely put down to COVID. But obviously, COVID has uh, kind of increased that a little bit. But um, Christmas presents, birthday presents, all in-game currencies to spend on skins, yeah. to spend on assets on the game. They put huge value on having kind of an in-game skin or, you know... It, as part of their favorite brand, Vans are a really great example. The Vans shop in Roblox, so popular. Um, and it, it kind of feeds that like circle of influence from in the game to then actually going out and buying real Vans. We also see it on, um, on just kind of like the, the connection, as I said, with brands and like how it's building that. So yeah, so, so what are the, the concrete, you know, uh, marketing strategies that we're seeing brands adopt into, through the influence of game playing? Yeah, first of all, we're looking at the games, like where they are. Uh, so Fortnite is still popular. Yeah. Sandbox is still popular. Yeah. The central and, and, and then the thinking, okay, how can we integrate the product in, in the space? And we know the behavioral patterns of the Gen Alpha, so they like to enhance their skins as they would uh, enhance themselves. So they see it as a like second alter ego, the avatar. So and we're talking about the metaverse, basically. Yes, and the second skin should be as good as their own skin. And if not better. If not better. Mm -hmm. And they're willing to pay anything to make sure they really look good there and they have like the all uh, good outfits and the armor or whatever the game is about so and then we're thinking we're together with brands okay what would be the logical step to integrate your brand there like for brands that's and them it's very logical you can just drop a new collection in in sandbox but for brands like heineken it, it's very difficult because yeah. we're not allowed to target gen alpha yet yeah so how, how does that work? How does a, 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 an alcohol brand uh, influence uh, Gen Z uh, in the metaverse? How does that work? So again, we're trying to keep it as real as possible. So we know that you cannot try product in the metaverse. Like, it's absurd. Uh, but because it's absurd, it can become really creative. And we're playing on this element of irony where you cannot have it, but you can look at it, but you cannot have it. And we're looking at this like nice snappy images where people try to cheer, but the hands going through and they cannot have it. So we're trying to make people smile and catch their attention by looking at something really familiar, but really creative. And, and that's what brands uh, should do. If they cannot be in the metaverse, they should think about how can they um, make people laugh in the metaverse yeah. or what, what they can do. What is another way to, to catch so attention? they're being more playful. Yes. What about fashion? So we talked on people wanting, you know, their avatars, their skins to be, uh, uh, I don't know, Balenciaga, <coughs> Chanel, Gucci. Um, but of course there are fashion brands who are actually only creating within the metaverse. They don't have uh, real life um, uh, product. Can you speak to that a bit? Um, yeah, so, I mean, it, I think it is about engaging a different type of brand loyalty. Yeah. Um, the same way that when brands kind of advertise and market in the real world, it's about forming that kind of, content, like the, the love for the brand, the connection with the brand, why they're using it. Now, obviously, we think about still today, we think about, like, the touch points in our real world. But actually, Gen Alpha and Gen Z have as many, if not more, touch points 
in the games, in their kind of, whether it's metaverse or pseudo-metaverse, the places that so they're what's existing. So what's a pseudo-metaverse? Well, I might be con- quite contradicting a lot of people here, but I think that, you know, Roblox has that concept of the metaverse. It has the borderless, seamless connection across different things, whether it's brands or, or activities. But I don't think we're quite there at the actual fundamentals okay. of metaverse. Okay. So referring to it as pseudo-metaverse. Okay. But yeah, it's a still... It's about those touch points. And actually, when these people are in their worlds and they're in their games, um, they're still connecting with it and they're still getting what we would get out of it in the real world. Um, so it's just creating the same experiences, but within the game. And what's next? What's coming that we need to think about for Gen Z, Gen Alpha, as they're getting older? What do brands need to think about in order to you know, be relevant in the next 10 years? So the trends are keep shifting, so we need to keep an eye. So if before self-acceptance was the biggest thing for the last uh, five years, now everyone already accepted themselves. So it's Really? It, that's, that's been it's, done? It's, Job it's done. Been done. That's yes. a massive tick, everyone. We've all <laughs> accepted ourselves. Yes, but we accepted... Good, good news. Good news, yes, but we didn't explore. So now... Now it's all about self-exploration, and it it, it keeps shifting. So, so hang on a minute, because this is fascinating <laughs> to me. So, it was about self-acceptance. So, Gen Z has now decided that yes. they're all okay, all okay, and Gen Alpha has always been okay. Yes, and okay. now we're exploring. Yes, okay. Yes, Whew. and we need to help. I was born into the wrong generation, <laughs> and we need to help them. And right. um, so, honestly, yeah, so how do brands do that? Honesty and radical um, intimacy, that, that's what it's called What's now. What's radical intimacy um, for, for, for these it, it Good that you ask. So the reason why the latest Adidas campaign strikes so well with the stripes on the, on the body from, from the bras, from the clothes, yeah. it's a good example of that. So it, it shows self-acceptance, it shows the concrete need, and it taps into the product that is there. And, right. and there is a message from Adidas, so that's why we have a thousand different bras, because we're all different. So we all come in a different uh, shapes and forms. Got it. And, and that's what brands need to do. They need to tap into something really honest and to be brave and also to uh, show that they're into self-acceptance and self-exploration. Okay, so brands actually need to keep developing themselves because they, exactly. in order to engage with their audiences, they need to show exploration. Exactly, and that's how you develop empathy and, and that's what brands need to do. And who, who do you think, which brands are out there who do you think is doing it well? You've mentioned Adidas, you earlier mentioned Nike. From other, from other sectors, what other brands are really interesting right now that we might not have realised are actually, you know, making a difference? Um, I, this, I don't know how interesting this is going to be to monitor them, but I... Pretend really, they're not there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really enjoy looking at kind of how Marvel... Uh, kind of creating um, and existing with their new characters that they bring out. So and the Marvel uh, Universe. Yeah, but the way that they actually engage with their actors on social media, I think is like a fascinating change to their kind of strategy, I guess. So what is that? How do they do that? People like Tom Holland, Zendaya, they have their own personal... When I say character, I don't mean they're like on-screen character, I mean they're like genuine human character yeah. that you that Marvel really like they take on board they embrace it and they, they empower the on-screen characters through the like genuine like characters that they exist in I so think, for example um, for, well for example Tom Holland and Zendaya the way that they hold themselves on social media they 
they allow you to kind of connect. They allow that intimacy. They allow that kind of relatability. But, you know, obviously saving their privacy. But they allow that kind of genuine comments and genuine just human nature to kind of come through that then Marvel really empower and really like praise them for and, and it's kind of promoting them for that not just kind of through the character themselves and the storylines and so okay that's a really great example do, do you think of any anybody else or any other brands Tanya that are that are breaking through that are being quite radical that you've seen out there that you think that is a brand who is really stepping forward and stepping up for the next generations well I would stick with my Nike and Adidas choices. Okay. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm also a big, yeah. uh, a big fan myself. But, well, there are many brands that in different sectors doing it right. Like uh, fashion brands like um, Dutch brand Pata is really great. Um, I like Tony Ciccoloni. It's another Tony Dutch Tony Ciccoloni. Yeah, yeah, another Dutch brand. So they all embrace um, who they are. They go beyond the product. Exactly. They have a purpose, and that's what um, the new generation is looking for. They're looking for the purpose of the brand. So we're talking about self-exploration, purpose, and you know, human interaction. It's about people, not not products. Mm. Um, we've got a couple of minutes just to, to round off. Uh, what do you want the audience to take away with them today? If there was a one point, you know, to help help brands move forward uh, when it comes to Gen Z, Gen Alpha, what would you advise? Should I go first? Yeah, I've got two real quick things. Sit back and observe the platforms. Don't just go on it because you know that like a billion people are using it. If you're not being beneficial to the user by being on that platform, try and hold back. And my other thing was um, try a new thing every day. So the reason why like influencers in the first place were so good and blew up so quickly was because they're posting content every day, they're getting feedback every day, and then they're adjusting and they're listening. So if brands can do that in some sense or some form. So adjust, listen, and consistency and frequency. Yeah, frequency. Yeah, for me, for, for me, it's uh, be honest as a brand. Um, understand your audience. Um, don't be afraid to speak to them or do any further researches because trends are changing very fast. So it's very important not to look kind of old school talking to the new generation because they're going to see it through. And embrace uh, embrace the brand. With, um, yeah, try to develop genuine connection. Brilliant. So genuine correct connection and, and intimacy, uh, yeah. authenticity. Uh, Tanya and, and Rebecca, thank you so much for uh, uh, wearing sleeves, firstly. <laughs> I brought the sleeves. And, uh, and talking to us about Gen Z and Gen Alpha. Uh, it's always a delight to learn more about the next generation <laughs> and where we all should be going as consumers. I'm delighted to hear that we've all accepted ourselves and now we're just exploring. <laughs> Self-exploration is absolutely where it's at. And if you want to hear more about the metaverse, I'm speaking at three o'clock with uh, three other fabulous uh, experts on the future stage. So you'll hear more about the metaverse and shopping then. But uh, for for the time being, uh, Tanya and Rebecca, and thank you, Step Dubai. Over and out. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. You can find our content on Anagami, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media at Step Conference and let's stay in touch.